G'day everyone and welcome to The Dan Show on Slice Radio. It's episode number 16. On this show I'm very pleased to have a conversation with Emily Gore. She's a comedic performer based in the US but I consider her a citizen of the world. It's a great chat. We talk about heat waves, lockdowns, dogs, comedy and other stuff. It's cool. Then our intrepid reporter Ashley has got an interview with Shannon Knoll. If you don't know Shannon Knoll, he's a very fine Australian singer and songwriter. So check that out, but also check out the website, the Slice Radio website at sliceradio.com.au and associated apps that you can get anywhere you get apps. We've added new music by Billie Eilish, Courtney Barnett, Sagala, Jazz Party, lots of different stuff. The list goes on and it's all absolutely free to listen. DJ Charlie Fat with his Sounds Like Teen Spirit podcast has been doing amazing work. You've got to listen. Sounds Like Teen Spirit, wherever you get podcasts. And of course, it's also on the Slice Radio stream. Okay, coming right up is my chat with Emily Gore. Then Ashley's chat with Shannon Knoll. Stay tuned. Emily Gore's here. Hi, Dan. Or Thank are you, you married for having now? me. Oh, no, I'm not married. Oh, no, married. I, was... I don't think I'd change my name either. No, but... no, no, no. Well, but, you know, and because um, yeah. it's a great stage name. It is a good stage name. Thank you. <laughs> you want to keep your association with all your famous family. That's true. Let's that go is th- true. Let, let's go through them all. <laughs> we'll do the most notable first. your mum my mum yep yep she's i mean she is she is a little notable now more so than before she's got some some followers on her podcast now that like listening to her even though she thinks we're very boring but (laughs) and um but now i can't remember the name of it because i just got out of rolled out of bed what is it name mom rock oh yeah of course yeah yeah, we talk and about all the music we listened to with mom growing up with my brother. So fun. Yeah. I really enjoy it. And who else is then who else is the most notable? I guess uh your mother not mother in law. No, not your mother in law. Jason's mother in law. Jason's mother in law. What's she what's she to you then? Just a friend. Somewhere. Yeah, she's a friend. <laughs> she's a friend. We're talking to him. Mother in law in law. This morning we're talking to Mother Emily Gore, who has friends. I have friends, and uh, I mean, if that's my legacy, that's, she's that's a star all I need. of. Um, I'm talking uh, GH with my mm-hmm. mom, yeah. which has got a great uh, theme tune. Oh yeah. Do, yeah. Do, 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 do. I'm talking GH with my mom. <laughs> I think they wrote that. They must have written that. <laughs> Kristen's got such a, a lovely uh, voice. She does. What she, she lacks does. in technical, ex, you know, she, uh, you know, experience, she makes up with uh, <laughs> just a, a lovely tunefulness. Yes, lovely tuneful. And then there's uh, Jason Gore, brother. Yep, that is my brother. Um, blood and blood. Associate, associate producer of the. Uh, Best show with Tom Sharpling. Yeah. Um, midlife crisis star. Yep. Improviser. Yep. Dead Dad's <laughs> Club. This is oh, off yes. the top of my head. That's pretty impressive, Dan. I don't I can't even name all that stuff off the top of my head. <laughs> what else has he done? Other um, bibs and bobs. Difficult yeah. people. Difficult people. Yeah. Sort of photo bomb. Yep, him and Kristen were on Difficult People. Yeah. And then least famous of all, Kristen Bartlett. (laughs) And I'm I'm joking, of course. Not doing too much, is she? (laughs) She could technically. uh, Comedy writer extraordinaire. Look her up. Too many credits to name. There is. Co-head writer of Full Frontal with Samantha B. Um, I could keep listing them off. But, yeah. I love Samantha B. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like hard hard wired into uh, good people's DNA. Yeah. I hope so. Yes, indeed. So what have you been up to? What have I been up to? I've really just been doing a lot of work. I've been taking a lot of um, comedy classes the past year and a half, past 16 months, Um, whether it was through UCB or there's a new theater in New York called Squirrel Theater. Um, I also did a class with Kevin McDonald from um, Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Yeah. And I did a performance, a Zoom performance with him and one of my sketches got picked and it was very fun. It was a fun oh, time. Wow. He's a great teacher. He's, he's really, he's a really great teacher. He was a great time. Um, yeah. I've just been doing a lot of comedy classes, trying to survive the heat and the pandemic. So far you've survived. So far we've survived. Yeah. Yesterday was the worst day. It was 109 at one point and we don't have air conditioners up in this area. No. Like, just because we've never had to have them. So, yeah, it's been rough stuff, but I think we're on the right track going forward. What, uh, I know the vague area, but what what big town are you living in? I'm in Tacoma, Washington. So it's about 40 minutes south of Seattle. Cool. And it's pretty much at sea level, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're at sea level. Okay, yeah, sure. So just getting a bit yeah. of an idea for the for the climate. So, uh, you know, some hot days, but sea breezes generally keeping it below 100. Yeah, yeah, This generally. is good chat. This is good chat. <laughs> for a couple of um, middle-aged builders at the uh, who've just um, accidentally bumped into each other at Costco. Yeah, yeah. How's not Costco, it? not Costco. What's the big uh, hardware store? Or did I get it right the first time? I think you got it right. Costco's the big box, like, supermarket. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of what's the most famous hardware store that's running everyone out of town. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Just running everyone out of town. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. Why are corporate, why did, why like Western nations so keen to, like, everyone's got jobs. So we just let, Everyone have the <laughs> just let every one corporation have all the jobs. That's not mm-hmm. the way to do it. Nope. No. Nope. Anyway, look, that's the free world, Emily, and I don't uh, want you going against it. I will chase you with a gun. This <laughs> is the Australian way. <laughs> yeah, so, we got a lot of rampant capitalism up in this country. Lots too. of comedy classes sound expensive. Yeah, it was it wasn't it wasn't too cheap. Um, but I would take one, it would last for about three months. So I think I took I take six, six or seven. I just wrapped up a creating characters class um recently through Squirrel Theater and it was a lot of fun. Um some of the videos that they showed in class, I saw Jason in the audience, which was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about creating characters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does for sure. Yeah. And then we're just going to um, pick Mom Rock back up pretty soon, I think, in, in the fall. Um, so Jason can move to L.A. and we can get reestablished with our Mom Rock cadence. But, yeah, that's pretty much everything that's been going on. I got a puppy. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I want to talk about um, moving to L.A. So that's the... Um, uh, the New York area's comedian's rite of passage, isn't it? Once, yeah. Once, an, once enough of your friends have moved, then you move. But yep. there must be always like they have a friend group. There must be a, a, a pioneer. I guess it's the, the most um, successful in monetary terms that, that sort of heads over. The, the one that gets the lucky break. And then, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the friend. I wonder who's Jason's. I wonder who Jason's uh, friend group, which was the lucky one who broke away from the pack. Anyway, we can ask him about that. Yeah, we'll ask him. I'm not too sure. I'm sure. I know a lot of his friends when he was in New York um, for a while started moving out that way. But it's almost like they kind of exchange. It's almost like the grass is greener on both sides because sometimes people from LA will come back to New York and it just really depends on the projects and like what they're working on. 
Were you living in New York for a while or the area? Was I? Yeah. No, I've thought about it a lot. Mm. I have thought about it. Yeah. No, I've been you, thinking about it. You're good where you are. Jason and Kristen are, are here in, uh, where you are now. Well, not where you are. I mean, separated by thousands of kilometers. but <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> still know. closer. Yeah. 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 He'd probably yeah. hop on a plane to come see us more often because he was like, London's the same same amount of time to fly. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and so comedy classes were happening and they were good. And um, you obviously found, thought that they'd, they'd be necessary. Yeah, yeah. I think... There's a lot of opportunities for formal training for um, entertainers in America. And, you know, you're leading the world in entertainment, if you want to call it that. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of great. And I think that's one of the blessings. I don't like to say that word around this, but but the blessings of the pandemic is they realized that they could do a lot of things virtually that they couldn't before. So I wouldn't have to like move to LA or New York to take these same classes. I could just, you know, get my get the toolkit ready and go where I want to go. I'm terrified for office cleaning companies, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to, jobs are going to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Offices are already changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's scary if you're a, if you're a uh, um, habitual office dweller. Yes. If you like going oh, yes. into the office. I can't, yeah. imagine, I can't imagine such a thing myself. I suppose there are some people. Do you mm -hmm. know anyone? <laughs> I used to be one. Yeah, mm -hmm. I used to be one pre-pandemics um but yeah I, I primarily work from home now i bet you i wish you had a nice air-conditioned office to head into today <laughs> uh yeah i do i really do oh big have corporate ever, air conditioner have you ever worked in an office where um local food suppliers come in with like a basket of sandwiches to sell and stuff I've only oh. ever seen it in like in movies or in a TV show when they're trying to launch a new business. And I say, yeah. what you want to do is you want to get heaps of baskets of buns and sandwiches and go to offices around the area. And I thought, oh, maybe that happens all the time. But no, you're telling me no. No, no. We got to go hunt and gather our own food. <laughs> have them come in. <laughs> and um, are you uh, thinking of being a performer? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I've done a lot of improv and comedy in the Seattle area. I was in an improv troupe for a while. And I think a part of the reason why I wanted to do classes is I just wanted to try something different. And I think I really just love sketch writing. Sketch mm -hmm. writing is really, really fun. I like the structure of it. I like being able to like, you know, make something as crazy as possible kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think that's where I'm headed. I've kind of always had the bug in me. Always kind of been a little bit of a performer. Yeah, me too, and not so much in recent years, but then I've gotten older. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you have been. What happened? No, not you. That's what I was feeling too. I was empathizing because that's what happens is you get older and you're like, oh, I've got so much other grown-up stuff I've got to do right now. It's just the distances in distances in my area. I suppose if I wanted to get around, it, it'd be a uh, it'd be an average hour's drive. Mm -hmm. So an hour there okay, is okay in the early evening, yeah. but then you might have a ten to two. So you pack up. Pack up always seems quicker because there's some urgency. So instead of rolling a lead like this and saying, you know, how about them jets? Um, that we might be a local sports team. You're more like, shut up, I'm rolling. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so um, maybe back in the van by 2.45, one hour, 3.45 a.m. That's starting to get hard for someone in their late 30s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish it was. No, but anyway, <laughs> uh, it starts to get hard in your late 30s. Yeah. It does, it does. I just yeah, hit 30 yeah. and I'm like, I, I feel 84. 90% oh of the time. <laughs> You've got a good 10, 15 years in you. <laughs> well, we'll see. Hope knocking on wood. <laughs> well, you'll stretch on an extra five past 40 yeah. because 
the show business will absolutely decide that you can't do anything anymore That's at true. 40. That's true. <laughs> and you'll get the Renee Zellweger makeup, make, uh, makeover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of that, by the way? Do you remember that? Which one? <laughs> uh, wait, what? <laughs> Renee Zellweger. Oh, Renee when she, she, she oh. went. She looked like her and then she went to the next thing she was in and then she totally didn't mm-hmm. look like herself anymore and everyone was like, yeah, Renee. Yeah, I think good for her. Whatever. <laughs> I, think, I think it's Hollywood's going to, yeah, go for it. And then she said, no, I've never had any work done. And people were like, stop being silly, Renee. You're being yeah. silly and we don't like it. I mean, I feel like I feel like if I had work done, I would I would own up to it. But I also understand the reason behind it. Like if you're a if you're an A list Hollywood actress, like you just want to appear to everyone that you came out that way, you know. But I say more power to him. You know, you know, people, know Holly- you know what people never think about Hollywood people. What they might do a lot for charity. They mm-hmm. might do a lot for charity. The more money they have, the more they yeah. can do for charity. Yeah. I know Keanu Reeves does that. Keanu Reeves is like the Hollywood angel I've heard. I know. Recently. He's a Hollywood angel of everything. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> Hollywood angel. Keanu oh God. Reeves. That chin. Oh, my God. Cut by glass. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. I've got quite a prominent chin. I'll give you a little look. You too. Yep. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got that in common. Yep, got good chins. Maybe Hollywood will sign us right up because <laughs> of our chins. If you give me a bit part in one of your TV or movies, I'll pop over. I will. Oh, yeah. I'll absolutely Let's pop over and do it. Just Or maybe sort of a, the West Coast remake of Difficult People. I'll be the guy <laughs> that pops up. Are you guys into comedy? Do, <laughs> I think that's it. Pretty much yeah. word. Hey, do you, I think it's hey, do you like comedy? Oh, that's it. Hey, do you like comedy? Yeah. He's, uh, and Cola Scola's running around in his underwear. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's a perfect so. You know, I was going somewhere with this. Oh, TV shows and stuff. Can you clue us, yeah. clue us up into anything good? Uh, my wife and I are doing aimless wandering across um, streaming services. I think we're up to five now. So I signed up to Apple TV. Do you have Apple TV or is it named differently? No, just the same. We do. Yeah, just the same. Yeah. I just got it recently because of Ted Lasso. Uh, Oh, is that good? Oh, it is so good. It is so good. It's the only TV show that I've recommended to my parents that they haven't been like, you suggest shit to us all the time. Um, It is it's so wholesome and so funny and it's about soccer but like I couldn't really care too much about soccer um but it's way more than that like it's it's about the relationships between all of the characters and this nice down home Kansas football coach gets shipped over to England to coach a soccer team and it's it's just really funny well if it's really funny we're going to give it a go Yes. So that's good. And uh, what's uh, the, the gentleman's name? His stars in it? Jason Sudeikis. That's it. I knew it was Jason. Why didn't I just yeah. say Jason? It probably were. Now, he's great in sketches and traditionally yes. n- not as awesome in some of his longer form product. Do you think Jason's cracked it? He's cracked it. He's cracked it. I haven't seen a lot of his longer form stuff. I think this is probably the first longer form thing I've seen of yeah. his. Um but he's really cracked it. And also look for him in the What's Up With That SNL. Oh, uh, yes. Sketches where he dances yes. up a storm. Oh, yes. And uh, I've watched all of them multi many times. I don't know whether that makes me a moron or not. No, but it's I a just, good sketch. I just really like it. I like it. I like how they have a gang. And mm-hmm. um, I like Lindsay Buckingham. I love always. Lindsay. <laughs> his finest role. Yes. Um, yep. <laughs> Lindsay yeah. Buckingham. So, you know, SNL must be something that you look at and say, yes, please. You know, I have, I have since I was very little. I have since I was, I don't know, 
I watched it when I was maybe seven. I've been watching it since I was seven. So yeah, I've always looked up to them as like the pinnacle of comedy. Um, but you know, if it doesn't happen, that's fine. There's so many other outlets that have really produced great sketches and I just, yeah, I'm happy with anything, you know, I just want to write my own stuff and like produce my own stuff, see what happens. Yeah. Is producing, producing cheaper now or is there other barriers in your way? I think the other barriers might be people expect things to look a lot, a lot better than they maybe did 10 years ago. Yeah, I think I producing, I yeah, no, I, I feel that way too. I think producing's gotten a little bit more accessible because I feel like everyone, I mean, even with TikTok, like I'm not on TikTok, but everyone and their sister can produce something on TikTok. Like if yeah. you can create a movie with your phone. So I feel like it's it's gotten more accessible. Um, but that bar for the aesthetic is still up there, you know, like you want it to look a certain way, you want it to feel a certain way, but I think, I think you can do it more so now than before. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got a phone in their pocket. Just hang on, Emily. I've got a big cat fight out the back. Oh no. Yeah, of course. Uh Oh, Oh. (laughs) everything. Okay. Gosh almighty. Everything okay? Oh, well, looks like one of the neighbor cats had tried to come in the cat door. <laughs> so, uh, super hands. Mm-hmm. You got very upset. No. Uh, that'll be a good for the video. Me disappearing yeah. for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Which brings us around to Peps. You got to tell us about your doggy. Oh, yes. I I have Ripley, Lieutenant Ripley. Um, She's a bull terrier, half mini, half standard. She um, was born on what I later learned on her first birthday is called Alien Day because I named her after the movie Alien. Mm. Um, But apparently 426, April 26th is um, Alien Day and it's her birthday. So she's a very sweet pup. I was not sure if I was going to survive her, her puppyhood because Mm. she, she was very, very bitey. She was, she was a little rambunctious, um, shark mouth, but yeah, I, I love her. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. She would, she turned into a lovely, nice lady. She's so happy. And, um, yeah, I just love her. Nice. Big, big. Uh, I've only got, We've got three pets in the house. One isn't mine. One is um, little Pete the canary. That's Mum's. No. Uh, he's he's pretty cool. He's lost his ability to whistle because he's he's getting older. And he had it, but I'm hoping in the spring. Do you know we have opposite um, seasons? <laughs> anyway, I've heard I'm, hell of that. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping in the spring that he'll. Um, He'll start it back up again. Okay. And I've got some guppy fish, Aww. like a 12-year-old. And then I've got, um, we've got super hands. Super hands. Uh, yeah. Who is a, uh, he's just moggy, really. We some My wife sometimes likes to say he's a Russian blue, but, you know, he's not back to her. Oh, and, uh, he's a good protector. It sounds like super hands. Oh yes, he just can't. Um, he's had. He's been a tough winter because we've had a mouse plague, and oh. uh, so he's just wanted to be in and out of the house, chasing mice and going crazy. And uh, and then uh, and then the, the neighbor cats. Um, well, they they come around, and oh, I've got to tell you, look, you know, some people think they've had had a hard. Um, you know, COVID pandemic, but you know, I've had a I've had a slightly upset cat a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. So what's a mouse pop- plague? So sorry, I was not trying to change, go back to mouse plague. Well, what happened was we had a super drought. Okay. Uh, for several years, and it eventually broke 
but it sort of broke in a pretty big way, and um, and then we had some floods. Uh, but anyway, so all of the seed that had just been lying around for a few years just sprouted up, and everything started get going. And then all the farmers had a really great crop, and then the the mice just exploded. Wow. So there's been. The, if, uh, away from me, there's been stories about sort of houses being eaten out of all their wiring and exploding into flame, and mouse mice moving into people's cars, and people having to set up. You know, they'd run. You know, they can't set up enough um, traditional traps, mouse so traps, so they set yeah. up those bucket traps, which are horrible. You know, which can drown ten or twenty mouse mouses in a go. Why do I keep saying mouses? mice in a go and um and yeah and so we, we've we've um also had a bit of that and so wow. yeah I, I generally sort of catch a mouse a day so oh my goodness well thank you for that i didn't even know that was going on in australia mm, i could uh yeah i could uh i suppose i could repatriate them to the field but they they normally come come back to there they find um, their way back to super yeah, especially hands. if they've got a family or something like that yeah. So mouse play, but we haven't had too many in the house, just the odd occasional one, and ones yeah. that he brings in. Yeah. <laughs> not, not too keen on killing them. He just likes to catch them. And you know what cats do? And then they say, you know, look what I did. Yeah, I brought you something. I brought you a gift. Yeah. Uh, do dogs, dogs do that too? Don't they? I suppose for stick retrieval. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Was this dog? I mean, you hear about dogs going for many thousands of dollars. Was this one of those dogs? Um, she could have been, but I I lucked out and um I spent under a thousand dollars on her. Um, but yeah, I think the the guy that told me about it, it was like a friends and family kind of thing. He had a bull terrier, and his um wife's best friend's family had a bull terrier, and they're like, let's see what happens. Um. But yeah, they do. They do usually go for like twenty five hundred. Wow. Um, this is the only dog that I had looked at that I was just like, I have to have this one. Um, typically, I would have uh, would have rescued, but I, I found her on Craigslist at two in the morning on a very sleepless pandemic night, and I was like, oh, let's get something that's going to help me not focus on CNN all the time. And that's what happens. So she was, she's an oh, emotional she's, pet. <laughs> she's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. We've been putting a few uh, clips up here and there. Yeah. She's a great little performer. She, she's a ham. She's such a performer. She's a real performer. Thought about getting an agent? I might. I mean, we'll see. Every time, like, we go on a walk, there's people that stop us. It's like, hey, it's Spuds McKenzie. Or, like. Hey, it's the dog from Friday or the target dog. So she already has a lot of like Hollywood adjacent, I don't know, cousins, I guess. Yeah. Well, they're all lighted at some point. You can't just make bull terriers out of thin air. That's true. That's true. We used to have a bull terrier and he uh, snouted me in in the stomach and winded me. Oh, no. It was a sign of love. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I was pretty young, but I lived to oh. tell the tale. Yes. Yeah, well, she's definitely it? caused some, some scars on me as well, but they're all out of love, just really <sighs> aggressive love. I love things in three. So you've given me Ted Lasso to enjoy. Yeah. What, what, other, what other media should I be looking at for? Are you into Marvel at all? Like yeah, the sure. Marvel stuff. Yeah. Loki's very good. I like Loki good. a lot. I think it would be. Um, I also was really, really into WandaVision. Yeah, it was great. It was so good. So Loki I'm watching, so we can agree on that. I just don't think it really needs to be a Loki show. I think could, yeah. could, it's just a good good premise. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And um so I need what a else? third. Gonna need a third. You need a third show. It can be music. It's any music. sort of media. Any sort of media. Let's see here. What have I been listening to? I've been listening to Pom Pom Squad. Have you heard of them? 
I love their band. Love the name. Right? Pom Pom Squad. Um, I think they just released an album this year. And what I've heard of it and what I've seen of it video-wise is really, really good. I love Pom Pom Squad and Japanese Breakfast as well. I gave you four. So sorry. What sort of uh, music is Pom Pom Squad? Um, that's a really great question because like every, every song on the album sounds a little different. I'd say that they're like indie alternative, but okay. um. There's even some, I'd say there's some punk in there too, or some grunge. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it's almost genreless. Let's see. What do they say on the internet? Pom Pom Squad. I think. Yeah, Death of a Cheerleader. It was released four days ago. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it's just really good. Really good. Well, I'm going to check that out for sure. I've written them all down. Fuck yeah. And uh, Super Hands looks to have recovered. You can see. Hi, uh, Super Hands. Is that his Christian name or their Christian name? Oh, well, I, I guess it'd be my last name. But he's from a character, a British sitcom called Peep Show. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen Peep Show. And uh, we got we got the new little kitten, and um, I said, "What should we call him?" And my, my I just introduced my wife to Peep Show. Yeah, and Superhands had a particularly amusing uh, storyline, <laughs> and so he was prescient. So he said, "Let's call him Superhands." I said, "Yeah, I'm happy with that." Because our other cat, our other cat was called Disco Inferno already. No. You guys R have great pet names. R.I.P. Disco. Oh. oh, he's so snuggly now because I, I've saved him. You know, you he get saved the, him. He you saved those, you. You get those cats and you think, how tight can I squeeze them? I want to squeeze them as tight as I can. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, oh. he's having a good time. Well, we should, let, we should let Emily Gore get on with her day. Let's do a recap. She's she brought it, brought us up to speed with what she's doing. She's given us um, uh, lots of recommendations of media to enjoy. And what else did we talk about? We talked about dogs. We talked about famous relatives. Talked and, about uh, the weather. Talked about the weather. Like a couple of boring people. <laughs> And yeah. um, Mom Rock. Yes, Mom and Rock. Ma and Mom Rock is starting up again soon. Yes. And she's just give us a little par paragraph on that. So. Yeah. Um, Mom Rock is um, a show that I do with my mom and my brother, um, Jason Gore and Karen Gore. And we go through different bands and music that we listened to on every single road trip or just saturday morning clean times whatever our mom exposed us to musically we talk about it a lot and then we try to introduce her to something that she might like that she's not heard before and it's it's a real fun time we like to we like to do it a lot pom pom club yes pom pom squad squad sorry no you're good <laughs> i didn't realize they were a military yes yes squadron <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed it. It's not too long. It's it's typically about 20 minutes, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mum rock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's about 20 minutes. It's in that yeah. range. Yeah. I think we've had the first episode, we had a longer episode, but every one since has been about 20 minutes. Well, yeah. you had to get to know the characters. It did. It did. A lot of, a lot of setup for old Karen Gore. <laughs> and um, and uh, look for Emily doing um, TV parodies sketches because that's the only type of sketch that anyone likes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have done some of those <laughs> well uh i suppose snl does so many but you, mm -hmm. you got to do what works haven't you yeah yeah you do you do i'll watch a mayor of east town sketch it's fine Ooh, have you watched mayor of east town it's hard for us they've put it on one of the weird streamers oh okay 
that'll be on. Uh, two things I'm annoyed by. It's it's got on one of the weird streaming, like yep. one of the little ones that I can't I can't commit seven eight dollars a month to. It's just silly. Yeah, I mean, there's I've too many. A, I've got to spare eight eight dollars, but you know, there's I've got to you got to send out a message to these people that there's yep. too many streaming services. Too many streaming services. But I'll have sure. to catch up. I'll have to catch up with it because everyone says. And the other one thing is, um, is the latest uh, Alan Partridge um, is yep. on is also on. It might be on the same one or a different small streaming service. So I don't know how the heck that happened. But um, can they all just like get in a room and tell each other what they're going to put stuff on and just choose one streaming service? That would be amazing. I think something that's going to be as popular as those two shows um they bid and oh. the, the like the i think they bid for a time frame so like we want to have it for 12 months and they'll say that's good because that's all you can afford and then it's going to netflix <laughs> yeah so i i think that's what happens but jason might be able to tell you he's more into show business isn't he he might be able ask- to fix it i should ask him just like can you get them to fix this please <laughs> 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 Particularly in Australia. Yes. Know? Yes. Do okay, it for Dan. We Thank had a you. fantastic chat. That was great. Thanks for rolling yeah. me out of bed. I'm so sorry. I just, I was making sure that it wasn't next week because I was like, I thought, yeah. oh, this is my no. bad. Sorry. I know. I, looked, I think I was 5.02 and I saw, looked at, woke up and sort of naturally and looked at, but I thought, what's up with, what's up with Emily? What? She's on the sleep. Thing now, and I sprang into action. I said, "I'm not going <laughs> oh, to miss out. You. I'm not going to miss out on a chance." To, we could have done it to, next week too. It's no pressure. Hey, look, no, no big it, deal. I've got a great old saying: "What's dead is done." Hey? <laughs> yes, what's dead is done. <laughs> but, um, I like it. At least the best thing about that is it doesn't sound horribly middle-aged. That's true. Yeah. No, that's true. It sounds great. <laughs> Thank you, Emily Gore. And Thank um, you, Dan. don't melt. Don't melt. Yeah, I'll try yeah. not to. Try not to melt. I'm very happy to be speaking with inspirational Aussie singer Shannon Knoll. How are you, Shannon? I'm good. Thanks, man. How are you? Yeah, really well. Thank you for your time. So we'd just like to talk about the tour. How's that going? Yeah, um, it's it's going it's going pretty well, you know. We've we've had a few solid weeks on the road, but six or eight on the road, and uh, we've got one off this weekend, which is great. But then mm-hmm. back up to Queensland next week. Hope hopefully if we can make it up there with all the all the new stuff that's happening yeah. again in Sydney. So it always it's always a bit of a like you're juggling <laughs> a little mm-hmm. bit to see if Absolutely, you can make yeah. Over the border and into into uh, other states. So, but other than that, it's been going really, really well. The responses have been really good, and yeah, it seems like um, everyone's been enjoying them. So, it's been great. Awesome! It's lovely to have live music back. I'll just. What are you expecting? Expecting for the shows? Like you mentioned, COVID, and um, yeah. so do you think it will impact on the shows? Um, I mean, this next week we've we've the one we're trying to get done next week. Uh, we've just tripped the switch and sort of been moved three times now, so uh, or twice, I think. So, really hoping to get that one done. And because and, a lot of these shows, uh, I've got on this year are uh, shows from last year <laughs> that were yeah. postponed 12 months, so it's yeah. a little bit like Groundhog Year, <laughs> it, but well, um, it is, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're hoping, hoping to get them done, and, and, and the crowds have been really good and, and uh, really responsive. Yeah, so I was just sat on a knife's edge to wonder if you're going to get another outbreak the week before or something like that. So, um, but you know, we, we're we're getting most of them done now, so it's, it's been really great to be able to get get something done <laughs> along the way. Well, uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed from us. What does it mean to be successful in entertainment as a country boy like yourself? It's very funny, actually. It's surprisingly. Like farming, in a way, you've got wow. a product. You've got a product you're trying to uh, you're trying to sell out there, and you've got um, agents in the middle and <laughs> and things like that. So, apart from a totally opposite uh, polar opposites uh, in product, it's similar in the way that the business sort of thing's structured. But obviously, uh, growing up and born and bred in a farm was so entertainment was something that was you know we always loved to do and 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 play uh, acoustically together, my brothers. 
and and in and in electric bands as well. But sort of it was only just a hobby mostly, and and we sort of just got a really lot of our own enjoyment out of it, and that's why we did it. So we just did it because we loved it. So um, to end up having that be uh, a sole income is 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 wonderful, you know. So you get to um, you get to enjoy music every day, and and um, yeah. But yes, there are times I miss the farm though, <laughs> as you could imagine. <laughs> I'm sure anyone would accept you as a shearer's hand. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I'm, I'm, I'm the shearer here, so <laughs> lucky I haven't got that many sheep, but so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so what do you miss about the bush? Yeah, uh, we're back out a little bit now. We're on some acreage now on, uh, on the Hume Highway just out of Sydney, uh-huh. which, is, which is really, really nice. It's pretty convenient too, you know, we've got a pretty quick access to uh canberra Goulburn way and obviously Aubrey and and uh and that uh, melbourne victoria that way too mm. um but also it's it's about an hour back into the city so an hour into the airport and you know sometimes where i used to live in the shire it'll take you an hour to get to the airport just because of the yeah. traffic and the traffic lights so it reminds me a little bit of growing up at the farm here you're just on a freeway and open road you know what i mean you might get a bit a bit of traffic here and there but mm-hmm. you can actually you're not getting pulled up by traffic lights every every five seconds so so it's really great to be back out on, on, a, on a little bit of uh, acreage out here at the moment it's only a little hobby farming thing but you can still um, go down the back and, and light a light out a campfire and and sit around and have a cup of tea which is which is fantastic you'll never take the country out of the boy even if you take the boy out of the country right <laughs> exactly right that's right 100%. <laughs> Has it changed your approach to music over the years, like not being in the country? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think my approach to music uh, has changed. Uh, the, the, always the love and the enjoyment for me is, is the touring side of things in live shows. You know, and, and, and over the last few years, we're playing more and more festivals and more and more bigger gigs like that, like your Denny Ute Musters and, and, uh, and stuff like that, and, and big, big um festivals like that which is so much fun which I'm, I'm really really enjoying we've played a few this year and 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 it's just yeah there's so much fun you get to catch up with people you haven't seen uh other artists and that sort of thing that you haven't seen for a while which is always really great and and also to you know to watch other artists sets um because i think we all go there for the one goal and that's to try and uh give everyone a great time uh and also enjoy ourselves uh as well so it's really great to to watch other you know blokes I grew, people I grew up listening to and and buying albums of and things like that that uh, sometimes down on the same bill. I mean, we still get the odd a few pub gigs here and there, which are the good old old pub rock shows, which are a yeah. lot of fun too. So, and then of course there's a few of the COVID ones where they're restricted numbers and and we're doing them acoustically. So we're getting getting a really wide range of textures in within the shows this year. So that's that's a really nice thing. Oh, yeah. Well, it must be nice for, I'd say, any artist to be back. Like if you've been playing, yeah. like you say, tour stages and then to be back in the pub. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's a lot of fun and, and people are, you know, definitely uh, been looking forward to getting out and having a good time, seeing some live, live music again, uh, going from the, some of the reactions that we've had over the last sort of six months. It's been really, really, really great. So you've got the new album out and yeah. why is Raw different to your previous releases well it's sort of it's a completely acoustic album or semi-acoustic so it's something i've never really done in a recording scenario before they've always been full band you know all the bells and whistles you know your uh your percussion bass drums keys you know back and vocals or even though this got back and vocals on it as well though electric guitars all that sort of stuff so it's a really stripped back sort of set up with this album it's been really nice because we've actually had to do a lot of these sort of acoustic shows due to COVID numbers. So it's, it's been great to be able to, to, whilst recording this album, also be, be actually performing a lot of these shows in the same, in the same way, you know. So this one's, yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's fully well, semi-acoustic and it's, uh, and it's all the big songs that I've, I've done in the past in this format. So plus uh, a couple of covers from some bands that, that I've, I've uh, loved for years and years and also two uh, brand new originals in there as well which is sort of yeah. in that acoustic sort of style as well it's not a greatest hits just yet that's what we're like <laughs> <to hear. laughs> thanks mate <laughs> yeah it's, it's it acoustic seems the greatest hits <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, do you look to veteran singers like Jimmy Barnes and John Farnham as someone to aspire to? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I was on tour with Jimmy one time and I said, um, so when do you start actually making some money out, out of this, mate? And he said, I'm only just starting to do it now. And I went, oh, crocky. <laughs> so, um, you know, just to them two guys are the, are the pinnacle uh, of Australian touring at the moment. I think that, you know, obviously they're the biggest and, and most successful that we've got and have been for a while going around. So, um, you know, every show they do is, you know, over at least most times over five, 6,000 people without mm-hmm. raising a sweat, which is wonderful, wonderful to see. I think it's great to see Australian acts headlining Australian festivals like the, uh, the, the Red Hot Summer and things like that. And as well as uh, the summer sounds, that, the one I've been on with uh, all the guys from that, Richie Clapton and, and all those guys, mm-hmm. Wendy Matthews and all those guys. So they're, uh, it's great to see Aussies headlining, you know, Australian tours um, and festivals. But I think, you know, Jimmy and Jimmy and John are obviously what, you know, everyone would want to aspire to as a solo artist, I suppose, given, you know, they've, had, they've worked so hard, they've released some amazing music over the years and thoroughly deserve to be doing exactly what they're doing now, you know, they've put, you know, probably 40 years into their careers. So I think, you know, they um, thoroughly deserve to be at, at the at the peak, at the place that they're at now, you know, and, and, and the levels of success that they're experiencing now, you know. So it would be nice, um, lovely to be down the track and, and be sort of, you know, in a similar vein, you know, with, with that sort of thing. So, yeah, I definitely take a lot from those guys and every time I get the chance I make sure that I'm, I uh, take it all in, you know, and watch and take notes. Yep. There's no doubt you'll be up. <laughs> that will be you. Right. <laughs> Are there any other musical influences that you're enjoying at the moment? Um, yeah, there's a bit of rock and roll stuff coming back now that, that, I, uh, that I enjoy. I, I'm sort of a big fan of, sadly, they've both passed. Um, Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell, I was massive fans of those yeah. internationally as vocalists. You know, they, they don't muck around. They're, they don't, they're real singers, you know. They really push. I mean, like Jimmy and Johnny as well, you know, they, they really push hard to get the, the notes and they're, and they're very powerful voices, which is, which is um, what my favourite uh, type of singing, you know. So that's what I've sort of been uh, listening to a lot of their, those guys um, over the last probably six months, I suppose. But I've always had that bit of a rock and roll flavour in, in my taste in what I like. In music, so I think that's why you know chisel and bands like that have always been sort of at the top of the list for me, I suppose. Speaking country again, has the resilience of Aussies after the droughts and fires and uh, now pandemic inspired any new work? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I sort of I, th- I thought to myself during this pandemic last year that there'd be a million people coming out with, with COVID nineteen songs. Mm. So I just thought I, I didn't really, because it's been really hard to write too because, like, there was a gig I had to do, I did in Darwin late last year and half the band was in inner Sydney and they were all in hot spots. So I had to take a whole new band out to, up to Darwin and we got to rehearse in the hotel room the night before the gig. The gig oh. And I was a bit of a, you know, it was pretty crazy. I kept my, my brother still drum because he lives out, out uh, in Forbes, out in the bush, so... Yeah. He was uh, he was all good, and then so but the rest of the boys were sort of yeah just just all in no rehearsal much. So it's been really hard in that aspect to try and get into do writing sessions and things like that because mm-hmm. I, I got like this weekend here the Queensland border put a, a ban on anyone from inner Sydney to, to go up anywhere near, over the Queensland border. So I'm a bit wary of that sort of stuff at the moment. I, and because we had we booked so many shows last year that never got done, so I just wanted to put this this uh, year right into the touring side of things and really focus on that and, and try and do a bit of writing along the way if it uh, fit with the, with the touring side of things. So that was what was so great about getting the album Raw done the end of last year so I could release it this year and have some new material out and then focus on the touring for a bit and then uh, get stuck into a new album mid to, to the end of this year. Do you have any advice for country entertainers who are looking to break through? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the biggest thing is you just, you've just got to play you got to play in front of people and, and hone your craft. Mm-hmm. It's not just getting up there and singing to a crowd. I think it's, it's a lot more to do with reading the crowd, seeing what songs are going to work. And you've got, also got to always calculate this whilst you're performing too. So mm-hmm. talk about, he said, men can't multitask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm sort of looking at the set list going, well, that's out. That's not going to work tonight. Uh, that I'll put this one back in. 
So I think, you know, having that comfortability on stage from just being on stage, you know, I think you've got yeah. to learn how to perform. It's not just singing and playing, it's performing as well and yeah. purveying that emotion that is within the song as well. So the more you get comfortable with that, the better, I think, is, is one bit of advice I'd give uh, up-and-comers. And another one would be just write, write as much as you can. The more songs you write, you know, the closer you're going to get to writing the, the best song in your life and, and then, you know, whatever more after that. So I think um, there's so many different ways of writing and, and, and each their own with it, you know what I mean? But you just, you've just got to try and keep writing and keep, keep performing. But, you know, if you're a little bit shy, start off uh, family barbecues or something like that in a, in a safe, in a, you know, comfortable environment and then mm-hmm. move it on to, you know, community events or whatever or footy presentation nights or mm-hmm. anything like that just to, just to build your, your uh, time on stage performing. Yeah. Do you still get nervous? I do a little bit, yeah. It's sort of a cross between nerves and anxious. I know know Mm. I'll be right once I get up there. And also once I start singing and I know where where my voice is at. I mean, I warm it up properly before a show, but it's what I really want to do the best I can uh, with every show every time. So it's always a nice feeling when I know that my voice is there and I'm going to be able to hit all the notes that I want to go after and I'm going to hit them clearly and strongly. So it's always a little bit of... Because I sing really hard uh, and, yeah, and it, sort of yeah. takes, it takes a bit of wear and tear on it. So I like to, it's nice to know that it's, that it's there and it's going uh, to make it through the set, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where will we be seeing you next? Well, next weekend when? I'm in, trying to trip the switch next weekend. Uh, that's, in, that's in Ipswich. In at the Bridge Hotel, I've got a few shows in there coming up. As well, but everything's at channelnol.com.au, all the tour dates. So mm-hmm. that'll catch them all on there. There's there's a fair few lined up for the rest of the year. So uh, fingers crossed right. we can get to Fantastic. do them. Fantastic. So is that the best place to get tickets? Uh, yeah, there should be a link there, mate. Otherwise, it'll it'll just uh, let it, uh, you just get in t- contact with the venue. So Fantastic. Venue you and how do we keep up with you? So, uh, my tag is Nolsey on uh, Instagram and Twitter and, and um, Shannon Old Facebook page as well. So they're, they're all linked. And I've, I've even busted into the TikTok world. Have you? Uh, oh, my gosh. I didn't know. I didn't see that in my research. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a bit of a TikTok page there. So it's, it's a little bit of fun. Check that out. It is fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, not, there's no uh, videos of me doing <laughs> doing that's, to come. that's to yeah come. yeah absolutely my kids said if you we catch you doing that that's it we're out <laughs> well you might need to take them on as like um they could manage your you can have social media yeah. managers absolutely yeah the tiktok the tiktok manager kids <laughs> <laughs> keep absolutely. it in the family yeah yeah that's right <laughs> all right well thank you for your time shannon no have a great day Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Amazing stuff. Heaps big thanks goes out to Shannon Knoll and Emily Gore for giving us their time. Next week, I've got interviews coming up with two Aussie comedians, Robin Reynolds and Seth Natterson, and they're very fun, so tune in for that. But that's about it from me, so we'll catch you next time on The Dan Show, and remember, stay safe.